Hey there, guys. Welcome back to Trans Talk for Men, the show all about trans attraction and trans advocacy. I am your host, Eric, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. What's going on? What's going on? So normally this is the time that you and I shoot the shit, and uh, we're actually going to pretty much skip that. Um, the only point I want to make is that it's fucking cold right now. Not like cold, cold, but it's 55 degrees, and I hate it. Um, in I just, Oklahoma? Yeah, in Oklahoma. Oh, I'm going to say it's fucking beautiful down here in Texas, bro. Isn't that fucking swell for you? <laughs> Look at me. In I'm South Chris. Texas. I'm just, swinging 12, I'm just swinging 12 inches of dong all the time. Isn't that fucking nice? In warm climates only. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, the reason we're going to shoot, or we're not going to shoot the shit today, guys, is because we have a very special guest. We have a musician, a songwriter, a painter. Uh, who sold her first piece recently. We've got a person who's a nerd and plays PlayStation 4, who owns two dogs, a pit bull mix, and chihuahua. Um, has done work for all the major companies. You probably know her from her time what, on Full what, House. What kind of work for all the companies? Like I said, work on Full House. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you got it, dude. Yeah, has worked for uh, has worked for Groovy and um, Transsensual and... Good stuff like that. For those of you that don't watch, she does porn, and it's awesome. It's porn, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's full house porn. Porn is awesome. Um, uh, um, <laughs> wow, you, you completely derailed me. It is uh, Ms. Ryder Monroe. Ryder, thank you very yeah. much. Hi. <laughs> thanks so much for having me, guys. So, yeah, um, thanks for thanks for joining us on the uh, show, Ryder. So this is the first time that we've had a... Um, I don't want to say professional because that sounds sleazy. I want to say it does and, it. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's not. No, I just uh, it's, it's, the, I wanna... it's the first time anybody was ever worked. Well, we call. A I mean, we call you guys civilians. Film websites. <laughs> you call us civilians. You call yeah. us. You call us regulars. <laughs> yeah. We call you normies. Nor so. normies. I like normies. I was gonna say actress. So. Adult yeah. film actress. I'm a I'm a mattress actress. A mattress actress? Oh, I like oh. that. I've not heard that one. We're gonna actually, learn we're gonna learn so much. I actually um, stole that from a, a the new Tarantino movie. Which uh what, what's upon a time in Hollywood? Yeah, she I says I haven't seen it yet. Oh you gotta watch that one. It's good. It's yeah, long as fuck. Yeah, but you, you liked it, Chris. No, I so in my official review of the movie, I said it was it was the last 10 minutes of it was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. whole movie was very long and it was very plotting. And you just, I mean, I just didn't want to get up and walk out the theater, especially, yeah. you know, since I was seeing it for free anyway. So, well, but, I would say the same thing about Endgame was like the last 20, 25 minutes was incredible. And the, the rest was, it was terrific. But oh, the rest see, was long. And see, Captain America plotting. caught that hammer. Goddamn. I oh, everybody to, screamed. <laughs> I have to slightly disagree with you there, Ryder, on Endgame because Endgame had Ant Man, and I love Ant Man because he's yeah. completely ridiculous. I like so, Ant Man too. You know what? It really kicked in the gear once they started time traveling. I just so. feel like, I mean, you know, I love Tony, but come on, he he figured out like time travel in an afternoon. Of like... <laughs> not, even, not even in an afternoon while he was just like sipping on some tea or something you like know? that. 
He was just like watching the TV, reading the paper, and he's like, what if we did it this way? He's like, I should just invert this thing. Yeah, I know, right? Well, that that was a little ridiculous because it's an overly simple answer. He's like, what if I did it backwards? And they're like, by Jove, that's it. And I'm like, because that's how discoveries work. Yeah, um, that's science. He just figured out like the whole man. secret to life. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but did you cry? Did you cry when, when after he I, died or not? Nah? I, I didn't Any cry. Um, no, I didn't cry. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but I was, I was, I was excited and I was moved. Um, my cold icy heart uh, was grew grew to like ten sizes as big for a moment. That's, That's a health. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, it's a health. <laughs> no, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I the last I've watched the last like um, thirty minutes like a dozen times already probably um while i work out usually <laughs> well uh thanks, thanks so much for joining us writer this has been movie reviews with writer um all right but... i mean we can talk we can keep talking about nerd stuff oh i love i love nerd shit and we will absolutely it. have to get into that stuff because nerd shit is my jam yeah um even more than Chris's jam. And Chris likes his nerd shit, but Chris also likes sports, so boo. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I like playing sports, I just don't like watching sports. You know, what's weird is I don't like playing sports um, or watching sports, but I really like watching sport documentaries. Oh, really? Oh, so yeah. you watching The Last Dance? I've been watching Last Dance religiously. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm waiting really until it's all done so I can bench it. It's uh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, The Last Dance is a 10 part documentary on Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And uh, the way they've attacked it has been really interesting because they talk about instead of focusing on him, everybody gets kind of their own part of an episode to just talk about what they were going through. So mm. I, I keep like in my head, I know it's The Last Dance, but I keep saying it's the, uh, Save the Last Dance. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with michael jordan i remember that one um, I, uh, my sisters like... turned that into a uh a, a barb when i dated uh I, once upon a time chris dated a white girl and oh, yeah. my sisters oh, kept singing uh the theme song whenever i came around they were like live your dreams <laughs> and i was just like i hate you guys so much well, i mean i love my sisters i love y'all they listen know. And now, and now Chris doesn't hang out with white people anymore. Oh yeah, right. I'm done. I quit. Well, I'm I'm Funny. a product of a you know, uh, my father is white and my mother's black, and so I'm a product of well, that right. kind of thing. You know. So really, I didn't. I didn't know you were. Um, I didn't know you were mixed race. Oh yeah, yeah. My I'm totally mixed race. I actually I shared a picture of my mom on um, Twitter the other day. I must have missed it. Yeah. I don't always check my Twitter feed, so. No, you don't religiously stalk my Twitter? <laughs> no, I do. I do not. As a matter of fact, sometimes I forget to check Twitter for weeks at a time because I'm just like, that's just how I do. No, that's know. healthy. That's a healthy way to be. If I didn't need Twitter for my career, I'd, I'd want to take breaks um, like all the time because you can know get really toxic. All the good drama is on Twitter. Oh, I'm sure it yeah. is, but I'm all drowning in enough shit as it is. Yeah. Um, okay, some girl was beefing with uh, the two girl nights events thing, and I was just like, oh, yeah. I was, all up I was actually, I got actually had, oh, um, I actually had a front row seat to that because I was with her actually when 
the guy flipped out on her. Yeah, and I was like, and he was saying, and I've I've had my own issues with that guy because I've worked with him before, and I I had already um, decided not to work with him again because he said some out of pocket thing to me about these other uh, party promoters that I was working with, and he was saying some anti semitic anti semitic stuff, and also some transphobic stuff because uh, one of the guys is a trans male, and. Um, yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, you know, apologizing to me. And I was just like, you know what? Not working with you anymore. And so I wasn't surprised when uh, what happened came to light. And his whole empire crumbled. Just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really incredible to just behold somebody destroy their whole thing, you know, like that. Uh, so but quickly. satisfying. And um, yeah, and just he, he got what he deserved. And, you know, sometimes karma is... Um, instant and awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, so, that's, that's, so in other words, what you're saying is that's something for us to look forward to. Chris, you know for a fact I will accidentally destroy us. Um, just, just, like when we, just like when we play video games together, I will accidentally destroy us. Do not play Grand Theft Auto with Eric. Anyway. If you see him coming, go the other way. All the stars. Um, really? We did have fun with our little grief with our, period. With our though. tank. Yeah. Um, fucking people up. Anyway, and we, yeah, we have a show. Uh, yeah, we do. We, we do have a show. Planned, but we just sorry, guys. Well, well it was, it was, I mean, we had to shoot the shit somehow, and it was such a pleasure to do it with our guests. But um, uh, I enjoyed myself. So good, 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 good. Um, because that's the last thing you get to say. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so, so Ryder, we have some questions for you that we want to. Well, we want to ask you. Um, so, uh, some of these questions are split. And these are for the people listening and stuff like that. So some of these questions are split into who you are as a person, your life story, but also your professional work. So we want to get both aspects of um, – or both things of your life into this uh, into this episode, you know, where it's – you have some behind-the-scenes takes or information on the professional stuff. And we'll get to asking you about that. But, of course, we also want to talk to you about your life because – it's not often that uh, guys get to hear anything about um, an actress's life or anything like that. So yeah. um, we've got that going on. So the, the first question we have is not really so much a question as it is uh, we want to hear we want we really want to hear your your backstory, your history, um, your transition when you knew you were trans, how did it go? Etc. Etc. Uh, hmm. I I guess I knew since I was um, my earliest memory is is when I was I only I was like three years old. Okay. I know I was early. It was before I was four because my sister was born um a few days after my fourth birthday, and I remember okay. I remember um knowing that I was in the wrong gender before she was around. So probably you know um sometime before four years old now when you say you knew you were the wrong gender or were rather in the wrong state of being um or in the wrong gender as you as you put um did you were you was it was it that defined of a feeling of this gender doesn't match me something doesn't match or was it more of a mystery of something isn't quite right oh uh, well i think it was it was more like I'm in the wrong gender for me. I I, I had fully formed um, 
that already at that point. Okay. Now, as a child, what does that really mean? It's it's mostly social stuff at that point. You know, the type of clothes you're wearing and how people are treating you and um, that kind of stuff. It's 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 the very nebulous thing. Um, mm. You know, gender in general. Oh, well, sure. sure. To be yeah. to be certain, and that's sort of why I asked that. Is it was it more of a this doesn't feel right because a lot of times we get stories from women that you know it's I didn't quite know what transgender was or what it meant to be transgendered. It didn't click for me later. I always knew something was amiss, but not certain what it was. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's a I I it was a. It was a thing. It was a feeling where this doesn't feel right, mm -hmm. and that manifests itself. It manifested itself as thinking I'm supposed to be a girl. All right. Mm -hmm. And um, and this is you know you you don't know what trans is at that age, and most adults didn't know what trans uh, was in 1986 either. <clears throat> you know, so um, I mean, like all people didn't know. You know what I mean? Nobody really. Yeah. Knew. Right. That's, and, that's, an, that's um, an issue because we just nobody had the language. Back yeah. Then. So it's a, it's a really it can be a really uh, um, it can have a really deleterious kind of effect on you when you're told that when you're you're shown by society that who you who you believe yourself to be is wrong uh, not only wrong but impossible uh, like a biological impossibility mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that's a heavy thing to deal with uh, as a child i can i can only imagine so yeah. when did you when did you start expressing your true gender it wasn't until honestly i was about i was in my early 20s and I okay. moved to New York City and I was doing music out there and I met some people um, who introduced me to, I guess, just gender nonconformity. Mm -hmm. And through that, I met trans women and I very quickly learned the word transgender and transsexual. And as soon as I heard that, I knew that's exactly what I was. Cool. Now, before yeah. then... There's a lot of cognitive dissonance that goes into a lot of this because, of course, I'd grown up seeing trans women being dehumanized um, on daytime television and in movies and in Ace Ventura. I was like, you know, eight years old when I saw Ace Ventura. So um, all of these things had were right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And um, they weren't. I, and I was I was soaking it up like a sponge and I was drawn to it. And I didn't really even understand why I was. And um, I didn't, I, I wasn't able, I, there was some kind of blockage there. And it wasn't even until later on that I found out that I was also intersex. And there was also a lot of cognitive dissonance there because I, I had gone through a weird puberty and um, should have at least been suspicious of something like that. And I wasn't. And mm. it wasn't until a doctor told me in, in, in my 20s um, that I, that I was able to confirm that mm. as well. So do you think like nobody, uh, do you think your parents just didn't know or do you think like- I think my parents thought They had an inkling and they was, just never said anything? I think my parents definitely just thought I was gay because they didn't, they didn't know what transness was. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would, I remember telling my mom when my mom was pregnant with my, my sister, how much I wanted to be pregnant too. And I would put like a, like a, I put like a ball under my, my stomach, under mm -hmm. my shirt, you know, mm -hmm. and my brother would pretend to like be the doctor. You know, my brother was like 12 years older than me and ended up becoming a doctor. Hey, um, cool. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> um, so there was, you know, and I remember my, my, my parents always treated me very differently and would buy me jewelry and buy me dolls and, um, you know, like stuff like that. So they were, they weren't people that treated me with any kind of, or that pushed masculinity on me or um, anything like that, but it was definitely still a, a big journey for them to face their own transphobia when I came out and, and kind of uh, deal with, with um, not just having a, um, sorry about that. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, but it's okay. It's fine. Uh, okay, like um, with not just having a son that was, um, feminine and mm -hmm. and sensitive um but ha actually having a daughter that was assigned male at birth and asserting her um gender mm -hmm. you know and um yeah so so were you would you consider your parents generally accepting um you know i i hear what you're saying of they didn't have the language and they had some issues of transphobia to face which can manifest itself in a multitude of ways and can be from what i understand of course being a cisgendered male from what i understand it can be transphobia is always not good but it can be more malicious or more benign Absolutely. in some ways yeah um how, how would you how would you describe their reaction to you being trans i would say well i would say that they were they were more um they were definitely benign, more benign. I mean, my mother, it, it kind of, it happened and in, in, it was terrible. It was like, I was telling my mother and, I, and she thought I was going to tell her that I was gay and I couldn't get the, I was trying to get the words out. And her first thing that she said is, you know, it's not like you're going to just tell me. It's not like you're going to say you're gonna, you want to be a woman or something. <laughs> That's literally what she said to me. That's, uh... And I was like, well, yeah. So I was like, well, actually, mom, you know that's exactly what I'm going to tell you. And, um, I'm your daughter and, uh, she, um, you know, she got, she stumbled and, um, tried to collect herself and I, you know, and we kind of just moved on from there. And I think things got, our relationship, um, started to deteriorate and mm -hmm. it ended up, I ended up not speaking to them for like, for like eight, eight or nine years. Wow. Yeah, and I actually just just started to talk to them again um, earlier this week, actually. Yeah, yeah and they apologized good. to me, and because um, you know they're they're liberals and they're they're both Democrats and they're they're well-meaning folks, but they they hadn't ever had to really grow as people raising their other two children, and. Mm -hmm. um, to think of themselves, to have to confront themselves and have the difficult conversations with themselves and think, well, um, damn, maybe I'm not as accepting as I thought I was, uh, was just something that was too much for them. And mm. it had to, unfortunately, society had to change. Liberal, progressive society had to change mm -hmm. and um, for them to change. And that's yeah. just an unfortunate thing, but that's life. You know, see, that sounds to me, and by all means, do not let me rewrite or put words in your mouth, but that sounds less benign and more malicious to me. Um, you, you, I mean, you might be absolutely right. 
you know, uh, it's, it, but it's i mean that is of course your call to make it's just hearing that story i went mm, you know if you have to bow out for nine years it's like get your shit together um, i would think yeah i would think i would like to think that i would be able to grow for my child and i wouldn't have to, it wouldn't have to be society shaming me to grow i would just want to to be that person and you're probably right i'm probably mm -hmm. a, a little bit too um uh, well, a lot of people that you know, consider themselves liberal are very conservative on a lot of social issues. Yeah. While they may vote blue, uh, they're not 100% there in all the social issues that are out there. And um, I mean, I see that in my family all the time. So I, I totally get, yeah. you know, how that happens. Well, I yeah. mean, shit, it, it even happens, you know, in current days, I like to yeah. consider myself progressive, but occasionally I butt up against shit that I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And Absolutely. I to, but I have to force mm -hmm. myself to take the progressive stance, even if like, okay, for here's a good example. Actually, I just it just occurred to me. So, like, I know this is going to be a little off topic, but growing up my entire life, uh, addiction runs in my family. So, I avoided alcohol and I avoided any sorts of drugs. So, cigarettes, weed, anything, and uh, I avoided it so adamantly growing up that it sort of became part of who I am to be very anti-drug. Um, and when I was living in Michigan, we had a vote for legalizing recreational marijuana. And I voted yes to legalize recreational marijuana, not because I smoke it or I want to smoke it or even that I want to smell it, but I, I, I had to force myself to say, what is the correct progressive position? How do I have to readjust myself to reevaluate, you know, what what I'm doing? And I guess I, I, I tell that story to say that there there does come point in time uh, come a point in time for people who are even open minded that they get, you know, something butts up against what they believe, and it's a matter of should it take a few moments to say yes, or should it take years to say yes? Yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, as long as we should all be um, aspiring to be better than we were yesterday. And that's just unfortunate that they that they didn't embody that. And, uh, you know, they never said anything absolutely hateful to me, but my brother did. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Um, you know, he's and we've never reconciled. And to, they, to this they, day, to this day, we've never reconciled. And oh, wow. um, they they basically kind of brushed it aside and said, you know, I'm not going to get into this because you don't have you don't have you weren't recording the conversation. So you don't have proof. And he just lied and said that That's it never happened. Sense. And um, even to this day, my 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 dad is like, well, just talk to him and, you know, try to just get over it. And um, I'm like, you don't I, I you value just peace in the family over my own like dignity um, mm -hmm. or right and wrong and uh so yeah those that, that really hurt and there's a lot of other stuff that yeah we don't have to we don't have to yeah. get into all, all of that yeah. I, I i do hope that you are have a good relationship with your sister no i don't really <laughs> well swinging a miss yeah. <laughs> well she's my sister's also lgbt and um she she said some really ignorant stuff on Facebook and I actually called her out on it and she she fought me on it until a trans man one of her one of her um her colleagues got in the thread and 
told her, just said exactly what I was saying. And she completely listened to him and immediately was mortified uh, by what happened. She's not a turf, is she? Uh, no, she's not a turf. She's just, um, she's just an ignorant, privileged um, kid from Northern Virginia. And um, I think that she, she um, very much means well. And I think has since then, as, as I'm sure knows lots of trans people, but was so mortified by what happened that she couldn't ever really um, ad admit and accept it. You know, it was, it was such a, I, I mean, I try to put myself in her shoes and if I had said something so awful um, and hurt someone close to me, I would like to think that I'm strong enough to just say I'm I'm really sorry, you know, and mm -hmm. um, and move forward. But she wasn't, and that's how the rest of my family is as well. And well, I didn't really get an apology until earlier earlier this week from my mother. See, I I, I certainly understand most of what you're saying, except for the privileged kid from Northern Virginia. I don't think those words can go together. Northern Virginia what? privilege. Northern Virginia. Yeah, yeah. that's like DC, right? Yeah. Oh, it's like DC yeah. suburbs, man. All I can think, all I can think of is Virginia. Yeah, Give money. Out no, here, Northern Virginia is like. It's all the FBI agents. Fairfax County. It's actually one of the their wealthiest um, counties in the entire country. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to take a stab at Virginia. I don't know geography. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Well, but the rest of Virginia is like a different state, you know. Of course. It's yeah. kind of like Chicago and Illinois. That's yeah, more what I was exactly. thinking was like the rest of Virginia. And I'm like, hold on. I'm like, there's no privilege in Virginia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 um, I hear what you're saying. And if, if I may add that in my experience, those who face, you, you know, you said that you hope that you would have the strength to, uh, see something or see a mistake that you've made or an error in your ways and correct it right then and there and be sort of humble about it. That's sort yeah. of what I heard yeah. you say. And But in my experience, those who have faced a great deal of adversity often do have that strength, where those that have not faced a great deal of adversity do I not agree. have that strength. I definitely agree. So um, that is a vote of confidence from me that I believe that you would have that strength to oh, thank you. do that so but um... and i and i i do and i've been in those situations where um i've had to reevaluate and think well maybe i'm the bad one and maybe i'm the the you know old lady shaking her fist at the guy <laughs> get off <laughs> my know, lawn you know and uh yeah so i i'm i i appreciate that about myself um that i have enough empathy and continue to I hope that in old age I'll be that person as well. Oh, see, I want to, I want to be a cantankerous old asshole when I'm old. Like, I genuinely just want to yell at everybody when I'm old. Just do um, drugs and yell. That's yeah, that's right. Just do, just do whatever and just be just fucking angry all the time for no, for no real reason. But I'll take I don't know. the silver fox life. Thank you very much. Yeah, you probably you would. You fucking would. Um, Me and my sports car driving around. I see. I want to. I'm just gonna pretend like my kids don't talk to me, and they're like, "We're right here, Dad." And like, they don't talk to me. Um, <laughs> like, not you. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to talk to me. Um, okay. So. Uh, well, be well, before we move on to the pro stuff, I just really oh, want to. I gotta. I know. I'm sorry. I gotta just thank Ryder. Thank you for sharing with us. Aww. Just appreciate your story. So. 
it's it's always good for more people to hear this kind of stuff and you know the more we get the word out and the more we create awareness you know it's the better for everybody so thank you for sharing no worries thank you for having me i'm sorry eric you may continue to you are our next phase of the show sir you 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 done stealing my thunder there (laughs) you done just taking all of it jeezy peasy this guy boy i tell you what i know i'm the worst you <laughs> such a force. So right much there. empathy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Ryder, you ready to switch gears and get into pro- some professional chat? Sure. Okay, let's do that. So we want to know, uh, what are some of the pros of doing like an OnlyFans account or a cam uh, site versus uh doing a professional site? So pros and cons of each, like uh, or working with professionals. Uh, well, I think it's just doing your own stuff is gives you more control. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the biggest pro of it. You know, it's like um, you can edit it exactly how, how you want to edit it to make yourself um, look how you want to look and choose the best pictures and work with whomever you want to work with and do whatever kind of porn you want to do, even if it's, you know, um, not as marketable as uh, what a mainstream company would pay you pay you for mm-hmm. uh, and it gives you a residual income that um is nice that you don't get off of you know shooting dvds and shooting stuff for sites and stuff mm-hmm. and it's at your own time so you can do it yeah i'm a, I'm a night owl so it's like i can do i can shoot stuff three o'clock in the morning in my living room and uh, it's great the cons are that you have to do it all yourself. You have to stay motivated. You're often doing things by yourself. So um, there's not there's not as much motivation there. And um, it's not an immediate payoff because you're not, it's not just a payday each time you do it. I've done shoots where it takes like months before I'm, um, I've really made a lot of money off of it or a decent amount of money off of it. Mm, you know what I mean? Really? And uh, I'm still building up my my own um, content, but I really enjoy it. It's not when I first got into porn, they didn't have that kind of stuff. So it mm-hmm. was you were just at the mercy of the powers that be, and if they didn't like you, you weren't anyone in this in this industry. And now there's so many girls that really don't even shoot for the the main mainstream companies anymore, and they're super popular and they're making tons of money, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine that's probably another another difficulty is building up a catalog. Yeah, yeah. So having some sort of um, I, I I don't know enough enough content to keep people satisfied because well, Lord, the, I'm huh? I'm sorry. It's to justify the buy. I mean, if I look at your account, you got you're you're saying it's fifteen bucks. And you only got yeah. two videos on there. Yeah. Like fucking pay no. Exactly. You have to keep What's making content. Yeah. Well, well see, that's, it, that's that's an interesting thought, Chris, because I had a different thought, which was I was thinking of the guys that uh, click on the 30 minute video and spend 40 seconds watching the very end of it and then move on to the next one. Like, nope. I've seen that one. Nope. I've seen that one. No. Nope. And they just, oh, they just burn through shit so fast. Is that what they um, do? So, and that then they me on a groovy site. That's, <laughs> well, that's because it's all the fucking same. Um, yeah, little they, bit all of, their fucking scenes are this. You're right. It's all the same. Little Do bit this of, position. This little position. Bit of, little bit of shade. Oh yeah, there is a little bit. There? I guess so. But it's I'm a, I'm a fucking I'm a I'm a customer. I'm a consumer. I've had multiple uh, uh, 
uh, sub- subscriptions to their site. So cool. yeah, it's oh, just a criticism. Okay. But oh, uh, guys gotta get creative, man. Fuck. <laughs> but um, sorry, Groovy. We want you on the show. You. I'm just, you know. No, I, but, lo- I love Steven. I, I love those guys, um, you know, but yeah, I'd like to do different stuff. And I think that, you know, so what's some of that marketable, something. the stuff that you were saying that they, that the, those guys said, say aren't marketable. Like what are the things that you like to do that they don't exactly promote on a lot of the bigger sites, not even just Groovy, all the other ones? Uh, well, I think like they're getting, they're all getting, I think that that with transsexual porn in general, they're 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 all starting to open up to to more innovative stuff, and I think that's a direct correlation to the acceptance of trans um, women in society. It's um, it has a, an effect on the level of tabooness of trans women, and that has an effect on the quality of porn that you have to put out um, because. When I first started porn, there were no scripts, and there were the 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 sets were much smaller, the productions were much smaller, and they were still selling their DVDs for like sixty dollars, just because mm-hmm. they could. And the, the oh, I remember that. And the appeal was just there's a beautiful woman with a penis, having sex, and that's enough to sell, you know, that's enough to make millions of dollars off of and buy somebody a house and. Um, now i don't think that that's the case anymore and people are really having to make quality porn and um do weird stuff and get into bdsm and fisting and um all types of other stuff and you know water sports and stuff like that and good kinky shit yeah you know really um expanding on and exploring sexuality well i think it's it's interesting because it's i think you're absolutely right as as trans people become more accepted in the mainstream as they are finally given the rights that they've always deserved um and they become more visible the porn definitely changes and it's almost as if though with the acknowledgement that trans people exist in the world it's like oh they exist in the world and they're not a monolith it's not it's not just one thing that that not only do these not only is every trans person individual but the people who like them are also individual and have individual tastes and differences and there's a lot there's there's sub genres within this what was at one point in time considered a subgenre. Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Thankfully, uh, uh, there's a good thing to say about Groovy. At least they started to notice that recently. They got the BBW site. They got the mm-hmm. uh, the Cougar site. No, they're really the good at yeah. They're really good at um at they, they uh, reading the room. Twerk site. Yeah. I mean, oh, a that's place a good to idea. Go with twerking only. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, a good. I just need booty shaking nonstop. It, 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 I, I like how writers like I like how writers like that's a good idea and all I could think about was literally every week when you and I play games Chris and we just bitch about what there isn't um, like, yeah. apparently we just have good ideas um, <laughs> well keep them coming yeah man um, but um, so so that's interesting um, so it's uh, to, to tie it back into the original question so the 
um, the benefit of doing the cams and the only sites is that it's it's really it seems to sound it sounds like it really comes down to that freedom that that yeah. individualistic expression and that freedom to do as you choose when you choose and really that gives you the opportunity to do things that you're comfortable with as well absolutely yeah it's like when you really get going doing it it's you know you can you make as much as you want to make you know it's like you can work as long as you want to work and um whenever you want to work and it's awesome that's pretty cool because yeah. i mean i'm all about jobs that let you sleep in so yeah me too <laughs> um I, I got another i got another quick question on that on that uh in that vein which is um what what's what's the uh, approximate pay range for professional scenes uh it's typically um 800 to probably like i think the highest um paying company typically pays 1400 for a hardcore mm -hmm. scene okay and that's mm -hmm. uh that's paid on the day of the scene of the day of the shoot well, it used to be paid on the day of, and now there's these laws and uh, there's a law in California where if it's shot in California and if you bank in California, they have to put you on payroll and treat you like an employee. So they have to take taxes out immediately out of your, t your, your check. Ooh. And so that's like, you know, 25% out of your check or, or something Ooh. like that. Damn, and, um, and, uh, they have to put you on payroll. So you're, you're paid, um, like a salary. And you don't get paid for like a week or two. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it sucks. You, you you shoot a scene and then they kind of spread that out as your uh, work week. And that yeah. Sort of thing. yeah. Damn, they can't just cash app it real quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean they used to, but yeah. Show me the money. I know. Well, that's <laughs> it's all good. And it's like uh, that's... I'm sorry. You keep going. Well, I can imagine for some girls that's that's tough because they need the money right there. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm fortunate where I don't need the money immediately and mm -hmm. I can, you know, I can wait and um, it's all good. But um, some girls are needing the money right there and they're also not shooting enough porn uh, professionally every every year to really even have to pay taxes and they're automatically mm -hmm. getting taxes taken out of their check anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not a, it's, it's a really ham-fisted law and it wasn't really thought out and... Um, yeah, I don't like it. You done oh, fucked yeah. up, California. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Fucking yeah. Up. I mean, California. So... They, they, the, the politicians here really, over the last few years, have shown that they really want the porn industry out of California. Really? Really? That's I, the I, agenda. I haven't. Yeah. Keep, I haven't kept track of that. Yeah. They're, I mean, well, on the books, it, it's you're not even. They made the they made the, the condoms mandatory. Mm -hmm. and, oh, I, um, I heard about that, which is yeah. some bullshit. And, not really enforceable. But, but even yeah. that, yeah, it's not enforceable. But also, if you look at how that, that law was written, it actually says we're supposed to be wearing um, goggles. Which, <laughs> yeah, we're oh. supposed to be wearing eye protection. And also, we're supposed to be, like, um, getting licensed before we can uh, we're supposed to be applying for licenses before we can even even get on campsites and and make a revenue through campsites and it's not really something that's been enforced but that's how the law was written so they're just trying to make it difficult although yeah. i do have to say the goggles could lead to some excellent uh <laughs> science point that's so true. i like goggles i think they're cool but i don't want people i don't want the man telling me i gotta wear them <laughs> so you're shopping my goggles, a... man. 
So shop it up parody for weird science. Yeah. It's a transport. And they need to kick those back up again. Those they they, they were doing parodies for like six months and yeah. then they just quit. Yeah. And I'm like, I think they had the Brady Bunch and they had Wonder Woman and Yeah, yeah. Tomb Raider and then they just stopped. So yeah. like, well Trans Angels Trans Angels was doing most of them and I don't I don't know why they stopped doing them because I would have loved going. them. I remember I was booked to do a weird science one like many oh, really? yeah like many many years ago I was booked <laughs> for it and it just never it never um came about it never happened but oh that sucks yeah. alright man we gonna start our own business right now right now I, I like uh I like parody I, I like dumb shit in my I like parodies too. too I like stupid just um outlandish stuff but I, all that stuff's gonna happen you know eventually mm -hmm. you'll see well, that's yeah. why I like the trans angels and the transcendental stuff is like the dudes I mean, you could tell. I, I, I ain't gonna throw shade on all them fools, but some of the cast, they the, the way they put their lines out is so bad. I just it's, yeah. it's hilarious. It's hilarious and entertaining in a completely way in a way that was not intended. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> it was, yeah. but I will say I like Jackson. Uh, was it Jackson Wheeler? That's the homie right there. Like out of all the guys that have been doing those doing the lines and stuff, huh. it's 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 bad. But then it's just good enough where it doesn't like. Okay, you know, took me out of my whole session, bro. Yeah, you, which you is can't, you can't read. <laughs> <laughs> like Jackson gets done, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's I believable. I haven't worked with Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Speaking of uh, scenes and stuff like that, Chris, you got a question? Yeah. So we we really want to know, uh, you know, when you're working with the Groovies, uh, the tr Trans Five Hundred. I'm sorry, I'm really at a loss for how many companies there are out there, but with all the companies that have like official sites and, you know, working for those big productions, how much say do the girls typically get in who they're working with? And outside of just that one aspect, um, how, like, how often do you, are you able to put in your two cents on just how the scene is done? Um, well, I can only, I can only speak from my own experience and mm -hmm. as someone who's been in the industry for a long time. Um, I, I definitely feel like I probably have more say so in in what I do and and um and how people treat me because I've heard stories. And in my experience, I'm completely in control. Uh, I might feel like I want to. In the past, I felt like I I want to um, you know, I don't want to rock the boat, you know, too much, and mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. And I don't, I don't like it when I'm in that situation, but I've never shot with someone that I just, you know, said I didn't want to shoot with. And they're like, you got to shoot with this person, you know, like I, I've had situations even recently where they'll go through like a list of three or four guys before I'll, I'll say, you know, I'd like to work with that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, you know, I know that you said that it's based on your experience and you can only speak from your experience, but it does sound like you are aware that there you you it sounds like you've heard stories that uh not everybody is afforded that yeah courtesy yeah yeah situations where it's just like a new girl is you know is they've never shot this girl and it's like um they call her the day the day of and they're just like you got to get here and um if not then 
you know, screw you. And you've been, and this is someone that like has just been waiting around basically. And then they get to set and they they're waiting around for like, you know, maybe even six or seven hours before they even shoot. And they're kind of mistreated and, um, or they are mistreated. And, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. No, that kind for of stuff. $800? Happened. Yeah. You well, you're disrespected for that money? Okay. Well, they're trying to further their career and they're trying to build uh, their career. And mm -hmm. that's how you do it. You know, this is still the business and it's still a business that's ran by men and cis men. And that's, that's mm -hmm. just how it is. Do you see the OnlyFans and Cam, like the popularity of a lot of those girls, will that augment how they're treated their first time working with these professional sites or do they still treat them like they're nothing and new? Uh, well, it depends, you know, some people are just jerks and that's just, you know, if, um, Fair enough. you know, but yeah, like if you're really popular, then mm. you're going to be afforded, um, more respect and automatically, and, and people are going to know that you, they can't just push you around. And also they know that when they hire you, um, you've got a built in, uh, following, uh, for promotion of your, your, mm. you know, for their vehicle and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's been that's that's changed the industry a lot. Mm. So it's almost a it could theoretically be used as a tool to garner more respect. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. See, I'm not I'm not certain how, and this is just you know my personal opinion. I'm not certain how I feel about that, and what I mean by that is just give fucking people respect. Like, yeah, ideally, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it doesn't sound professional of, at all. It takes all of what no effort to make sure a person is comfortable and okay with what's going on and have some fucking snacks on the table <laughs> well, crash well i'll say i mean most of the and you know most of these guys are are really nice um but sometimes it's not so nice and does word get around about those like do do, do you see the careers of the ones that aren't so nice sort of kind of fade because girls don't want to work with them as much because they're not uh, nice? No, no, not really. Yeah, unfortunately, okay. unfortunately, there's always somebody else who's um, willing to take your spot and really and ready to take your spot. And mm -hmm. um, the girls, the, it's it's no, which, no, their people aren't at, at a, in a position where they can hold themselves to their own standards um, mm. all the time. And we're living under capitalism, and that's that's just that. Well, I mean, you can't even make like, I, I mean, you, you were talking like 1400. So let's take that 1400. That's the top yeah. high end of the spectrum. Yeah. Even if you shot, so you shoot uh, 26 scenes a year. That's one every other week with getting that top dollar. You're still not making anything. That's like. I'm really bad four. at math. <laughs> well, that's that's about like thirty thousand, just under thirty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. From just that, and obviously we know in L.A. You can't live off that. Yeah, yeah. You could probably live off that in like Wyoming, where cost of living is probably stupid cheap. Yeah. But well, in transsexual porn, nobody's really just living off of their their porn money. Mm -hmm. You know, it's everybody's doing other stuff, and you use the porn as a vehicle to raise your your stock um, in other things. You know, on the uh, escorting side the, of the game. Or? On the escorting, on the escorting. Maybe. Okay. Um, well, it is still illegal in yeah. California. And I, re I remember, because I'm old, uh, that the first time I joined uh, 
their Groovy's main site, they had something on there where they were like, they, it was like, yeah, and if you want to meet this girl, click here. And like, they were like trying to help the girls like build up clients for meeting up and stuff. And I'm like, yo, obviously they backed off of that, but that that, that used to be how they did business. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure that's helpful for the girls, but yeah, that's probably Uh a long time ago because I I can't remember. Oh yeah, it was a while ago. It was like, I'd say like 2007. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was before. I was around, but um, Look, I said I was old. Okay, I yeah. didn't know. Like, shit, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> killing me over here. Back in nineteen fifty-four. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, be it escorting or uh, doing OnlyFans or many vids, the the porn is more a vehicle to um, make money and charge more in other avenues, um, and uh, it's good in that in that respect. You know? mm. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine, you know, we talked about how like OnlyFans or a campsite or something like that can help you if you step into professional porn, get some respect that you should already be given. But I imagine mm-hmm. it works uh, in reverse as well in that doing a professional scene also helps your OnlyFans or your site or your cam yeah. uh, profile. It also like so. just increases the 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 personal um power you have to just say no you know if mm-hmm. you're making thousands of dollars every month on OnlyFans and somebody um disrespects you on set you can just walk off or you could say i demand my my um my cut rate my cut fee or whatever it's called and mm-hmm. uh, my kill fee and mm-hmm. if not fuck off and i'm leaving mm-hmm. you know if you don't gotta pay your rent with with that that eight hundred dollars and I'm taking the snacks with me. <laughs> and I've done that. I've taken the snacks with me. As you, should, as you should. They are out there to eat. And I will always take... I do that in my job, in my daily job. There's one place that I deliver to, and they have snacks, and I always take them. Yeah. And I always tell them I'm taking these snacks, I'm and you cannot stop me. You um, would be that guy. I don't put out <laughs> snacks if you don't want me to steal them. I am so taking. So you can't work in Hollywood then. I am <laughs> taking the snacks. Well, it's also because I can't. I'm not eating when I'm shooting typically, so it's like, yeah. um, you know, afterwards I'm just like famished oh yeah i've seen that on um some social uh or instagram accounts of some of the girls like yep just shot today and i'm eating in and out or i went to chipotle or yeah they're just fucking gorging afterwards delicious that's typically oh go ahead oh i was gonna say i've heard that some of the the scenes can take like upwards of 10 hours to shoot so i imagine you're hungry absolutely well typically not but yeah sometimes it has definitely taken that long well, what's the longest, you know, what's the longest period of time you had to, you know, sit there for? Yeah. 48 get days. a scene done. <laughs> At least, I, the longest shoot that I ever had was probably like 12 hours. God damn. Yeah, it was just a I mean, calamity of, of things. And wow. The I'm not was... even worried about you. I'm worried about the dude. Like, how do you keep it up for 12 hours, dude? Like, well, most so of it's what just, are you doing? Well, most of it's just we're sitting around and, and we're waiting for this person to show up or, or we're waiting for oh, this okay. I thought thing he was to just work out. Hard, and... Like, I'm ready. <laughs> you have to this? call okay. a doctor after four hours, Chris. You can't <laughs> sit there for 12 hours like that. I'm pretty sure it causes blood uh, Um Man. Or something like that. But um, 12 hours, goddamn. Yeah. So, 
how how pissed would you have been if it was if you sat there for twelve hours and the video came out edited and it was like ten minutes? <sighs> well, I would be extremely pissed, but at the end of the day, I I got paid for the day, and that's my mm-hmm. you know doing my job, and that's just what it is. And if it's ten minutes, like it's like what are they even doing? What what kind of uh, scene is ten minutes? Yeah, I don't know. You know. I, I I actually didn't have a follow-up to that. It was just a thought that threw out there. Yeah, no worries. Because, <laughs> I mean, you post, you're like, what kind of a scene is 10 minutes? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that I was going to get rebound on that one. And I'm like, um, I've been caught off guard. It's just a hypothetical, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's 10 minutes, 10 hours, as long as the last 40 seconds are good, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I disagree, but okay. I, I... Oh, shizzle. <laughs> well, um, that leads into We're the... going back to Endgame and back to... Um, oh, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. Honestly... It's a better poster than a movie, I'll tell you that much. You wouldn't even have to change the title <laughs> for a parody. Endgame is a porn parody title. Yeah, and Endgame oh, would be awesome. I, I hope that... Uh, Disney come will come knocking like yo man you gotta change that shit I don't know yeah, that Disney that. can come knocking I think you can I think you can if you adjust it I think there's a legal like protection against slightly adjusting and doing a parody I so. hope so I do you spell the end game with like a G-Y-M-E or something like that I don't know you could I don't know you could as long as you change <laughs> it enough yeah. Also, Disney can go eat a dick. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but think. well, that would be rewarding them, though. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true, <laughs> but fuck those guys. I mean, I'm gonna watch their shit. Make no mistake, but fuck mm-hmm. those guys. Um, moving on. Moving on. So, um, is uh, is the sex in these scenes? Is it actually any good for the girls? Like, does anybody enjoy the sex on the scene sometimes well there we go yeah <laughs> are, you know, are you single are you, are you dating right now i'm single right now i just got out of a, a nine-year relationship oh God. Whoa. yeah Damn. is that a good thing or a bad thing or a what uh, it's just a it's just a life thing just a growing up thing and mm-hmm. we're still very close and we're still um family at this point you know okay. and he's still my best friend and we, we like grew up together and um we kind of like grew into ourselves together oh. but yeah it's like a new chapter in my life well mm-hmm. you're, you're taking that very maturely yeah um, <laughs> i have i have the feeling that i would raid their fridge for snacks and tell them to fuck off um, oh. well we share the fridge they're my snacks too they're now they're more like now, ours now they're all of your now they're all your snacks you know you'd think that i was 300 pounds the amount the amount i'm talking about snacks and i'm really not oh me too um, i but i do like yeah, my snacks um, well, I'm so, the one person that is actually closer to 300. Yeah, but you're a big dude. You're like, what, 6'6 <laughs> six, six or some dumb shit? Oh, snap. Um, Chris is tall Run, as hell. Runs so. in the family. She knows Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> We're all tall yeah. dudes. Yeah, like, Chris is tall as shit. Um, I'm, I'm so average height, but I look like a fucking baby. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 Chris. What happened? 
Chris Chris rolls up and he pulls me out of the front of his bike basket. Um, like, <laughs> but, so I'm I'm pretty much Debo. Yeah, okay. pretty much. <laughs> your your blaster to my master. Um, oh man, right. I, don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> uh, this this next, uh, I'm sorry. The the last the reason why we asked you about like your relationships, or whatever, because um, you know, yeah. a lot of times girls get into the industry and sometimes it affects their relationships and we didn't we wanted to know if there was any time where you know the work that you have done on screen have affected your life you know your your, i'm sorry your romantic life off screen it has yeah i think that uh, my partner is definitely something that my partner had to come to terms with but Mm -hmm. he did and he became extremely supportive and he's Mm -hmm. even um I mean, gosh, I don't know if I should say this, but like years he ago, doesn't work with you. well, no, he didn't work with me, but years ago, like there was one time when he was like on set and, um, he like, there was like a dildo that, cause I used to take him on set with me, which is like a, a big, um, no, no in the business, but I just did it anyways. And I, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to, and I would do it all the time. And, um, <laughs> Like somebody had to hold the dildo on the stick and he's off camera holding the dildo on a stick uh, in a video. So, yeah. Did he get paid? No, he did not get paid. But I'm always using my money to buy stuff. So yeah, indirectly paid. Let's let's be real. Holding the dildo on the stick, that's the real work on the set. Right? <laughs> that guy's putting in all the hours. Yeah. I don't know if I could look that dude in the eye that's like <laughs> slamming my girl down up for a scene. Like, yeah, man. Well, you kept on, a, buddy? Um, Can't give him a thumbs Well that up. was that was a solo scene, actually. So there was no there was yeah. no ta- male talent involved. There was just that was that was a solo scene, so he didn't yeah, have to did, do that. If if you don't mind sharing, um how did he come to terms with your work being different than your romantic and intimate life? How how did he parse that out? Because, you know, Chris mentioned, I don't know if I could look that guy in the eye. And a lot of guys do have um, issues with jealousy and issues with uh, sort of protecting their turf, for lack of a better yeah. term. Um, I think it's so just how- about... Um growing up you know i think it's just growing Mm -hmm. up a big part of it and uh, just um being secure with yourself you know and knowing that Mm -hmm. she's going home with you at the end of the day and that's that's just that Mm -hmm. typically i would say that the sex that we have on on set is not really sex Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. it's really just uh, smoke and mirrors and it's a, a lot of technical stuff and um Sometimes it's sex though. Sometimes it's just sex, and mm. just it's just two people having sex, and there's camera, there's a camera rolling, and that's when it's the easiest scenes uh, to do and the most enjoyable scenes. Those are also the best videos. Typically, case. yeah. <laughs> well, you can, you, I mean, as a consumer, you can tell when it's overly edited or yeah. something's going on as opposed to two people actually getting into it. So. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah. I mean, that's why amateur is a tab on every porn site there ever was. Yeah. And a lot of people prefer amateur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that very reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and honestly, and once again, my personal opinion, I think that's where parody and storyline comes in because you can, you can fake a lot and almost make it seem 
like it's amateur or it's real or it's spontaneous or it's raw if you get any amount of story involved um like i can't do i I cannot do the porn where it's like it's just that shitty techno music and then it's just two people fucking on a couch yeah and it's like it like starts up and it's like 17 different angles within the first 30 seconds and it's just like on a couch and they're just like and i'm like nope can't do it no i i i agree yeah I I definitely prefer a storyline because uh, it's mm-hmm. just fun and it's creative and um, there's it's just I think the it's called Gonzo porn the, the porn that doesn't have any storyline where it's just fucking is that what it's called I think it's called Gonzo porn yeah Damn. why is it called that I don't know isn't that like a Muppet or something? yeah well that's what, that's what I was thinking I'm like we, we bashing on the oh, great Gonzo with the with the nose right yeah. with the, the nose yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> He was a pornographer. It was named after uh, Professor Gonzo, who um, popularized the. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, I, like, I, I, oh. I thought you actually had a history lesson. Like, <laughs> Professor Gonzo, who what? Just randomly had a couch that he fucked people on? Um, she had the Wikipedia. We're about to learn. No, but. Yeah, no, uh, right? <laughs> so, uh, real talk, though. No, this is no shade to anybody else in the business. I don't want you to think that. You're shading people by not including them in this, but we really want to know who are the people in the business that, like, give us some names. Who are the people in the business that you enjoy working with the most? Uh, hmm. Um, I don't know. I, there's a lot of people, you know. I've, I've got so many friends in the industry. I don't know if I can name names. <laughs> I've... <laughs> I, you know, I, I just shot with uh, my friend Claire and she was super fun to work with. And I, I love, I did a scene for, for kink.com and that was great. And I always love mm-hmm. shooting with Buddy and Radius for Groovy. And mm-hmm. uh, Steven has always been really supportive of me. In fact, he was one of the first people to ever shoot me. And um, yeah, I, I don't think okay, I Okay, well, how's about this? Let's, we're going to take out the producers. <laughs> we're going to take out the girls. I was about, and, and 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 this isn't like guys who enjoyed the fucking the most, like just really all around good people to work with. Like what, what yeah. were some like the top, like we had your all-star team of three. Hmm. Who are those, who are those three dudes that you're like, you know what? I really enjoyed working with that dude. Like this was hmm. an absolute pleasure. Like I want to f- hope to work with him again. Well, if, if, if I can interject real quick. So mm-hmm. Number one and number two are Eric and Chris. Yep. So and who's, who's number absolutely. three? Who's number three? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I've I've shot recently a lot with Apicleus, and he's he's a gentleman and a dream to work with. And mm-hmm. I shot with Levi, um, recently for Kink, and he's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shot with. I always like working with Pierce Paris. He's great. Now that is a name I haven't heard in a while. He's, he's around. Yeah, I mean, I know he's I know he's around, but I don't ever read the credits. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally haven't heard the name in a while. I read the credits. <laughs> yeah, you do. The story driven stuff. That's you why. That's how I know Jackson Wheeler. <laughs> but there are there are a lot of other guys I like too, and then there are some guys I don't like. So, mm. but most most okay. I think that. Most guys, most male talent, I've I've enjoyed working with. Mm, that's by cool. Far. Yeah. 
No, well, you, I mean, they at wait. least they got diversity now. Like they used to. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna just throw the shit out there. Dude. There was a time where like all porn was done by Christian, yeah. and like they yeah. didn't have any other dicks to put on set. And I'm like, yeah, they can't find it. Just grab a dude off the street. There's somebody <laughs> out there. Like fuck. Well, it's you'd be I surprised. The it's, ball it's, every day. There's so many guys that want to do this this stuff, and I'm constantly getting approached by guys who want to get into it, but. Mm-hmm. um it's a different thing and you know it's a different thing when you're getting when you're on set and you have to get hard um in front of a bunch of people and mm-hmm. um do your thing like that and not everybody's built for it well there, there's a there's an interesting question that we actually didn't have how does a guy get into this yeah. uh well my advice would be well, first you have to you pretty much have to live in Vegas or Los Angeles um first first off or um, I think there are a few sites that shoot in Miami, but typically Vegas or, or Los Angeles. And you approach the companies and you ask them if you can shoot and you send them your pictures and you're respectful and you maybe maybe you uh, shoot some porn yourself uh, and you, you pay some of the a performer to shoot with you and, and you use that and, and use them as well as a reference. And then you just wait for your shot. And when you get your shot, you definitely show up to set on time and you're a dream to work with and they call you back for another shoot and you go from there Hmm. so it's really not all that complicated no no it's not and people are always (laughs) asking me how to get into this business it's it's all about relationships and um Mm -hmm. you know your first impression is really important and uh, not coming off like a, as a creep is really important and being professional and yeah as long as you're consistent and able to um, produce and and um, give them the goods I, well I you see you, you slipped you slipped it in there and you almost got it by us but you slipped what? it in there the real <laughs> downfall Chris I know you know what's coming being, what? a, being a creep um, oh <laughs> oh jeez yeah I mean um that pretty much disqualifies a lot of people. It does, and of course, not our listeners, but um, no, yeah, you guys listening, you're you're not the crew. You're good. You're good. <laughs> no, but you can tell. Like, there's a I get messages all the time from people, and I can tell they're typing with their right hand and jacking <laughs> off with him. Oh, you know, Lord. and I, um, as soon as I'm they, s- you know, they they as soon as they've climaxed, they're not going to want to have anything to do with um, porn. At, you know. For at least yeah, twelve yeah. minutes, um, exactly. But... <laughs> um, oh, I'm certain you have gotten messages upon messages upon messages upon. Me- yeah, how do just, you weed all those people out? Well, I was going to say, just, and I, I want you to answer Chris's question, but just for my own curiosity, um, I want to know approximately how many messages per day do you get that just go, "Hey, girl." Oh my gosh, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I don't know, like 20, I would say, <laughs> I guess. 30, that's maybe. Yeah. That's a, that's too many. Yeah. I know. I just ignore most things. And then a few days will go by and I'll go by and I'll, and I'll just look through my messages. And um, it's usually just a lot of crazy stuff. But also there's some, there's some gems in there. And there's some fans in there that will say sweet things to me and just tell me how much they, they just want to tell me how much they enjoy my work. And I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I mean, who's dope? Who who doesn't like 
getting genuine feedback yeah. from you know people to be certain and you know i think a lot of uh, a lot of times um you know professionals in your position writer are often people often forget that you guys are people at the end of the day yes yeah. it's, it's like I I um like like I just said you I you of course appreciate when people are genuine and they say hey you know what I really appreciate your work and I imagine that makes you you know feel feel good and stuff like that but uh, people often forget and then you get a lot of those messages just the the hey girl sort of you're yeah a thing you're a thing to me yeah you, are you in are you in Chesapeake North Carolina yeah. it's like no and just like <laughs> talk to me talk to me why aren't you talking to me. Yeah. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> oh, and then no. it's like eight months later, hey, hey <laughs> from the same up? person. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm horny again. I stumbled across your porn again. Yeah. And, uh, we actually brought that up a couple of weeks ago. Somebody was like, hey, why, why didn't you respond to me? Oh, well, then fuck you then. What? <laughs> no. We're, we have jobs. We're doing other I stuff, I that man. all like, the time. I mean, you can't respond to everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot. I, I totally forgot all about that. And it's like. Yeah, we we had that. We had a guy <laughs> oh, really? do that for us. It wasn't a sexual thing, but yeah, he wanted he, to be on the show. He got real fucking salty real fast because yeah. we didn't respond within like fifteen minutes, and we're like, "Hey, dude, yeah. we work full time and then do this show in our free time." Like, welcome to my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, right? I do not envy that. Um, mm -hmm. I do not envy that at all. I mean, it's just like. I don't know. It's it's just weird. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of weirdos on the internet, um, but there are a lot of good folks too. I think for the most part, my fans are pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one. It's great for your fans to hear that that you think that about them, but two, it's also good for you that you have good, decent fans. You know. Yeah. Um, good, good, decent people, and um, that it's not just all creeps all the yeah. time. Yeah. You know what? What? And and to uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on in a minute. But I just had another thought, which is, what what do you think about those people who who see your work and you know they they they're into it and then they're just like, gosh, I would really like to have sex with this person or really like to experience something with this person. And I don't mean that in a malicious way or whatever. Like, what? How how do you genuinely? think about these people in that like my my work portrays one thing and it 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 sends a sends that sort of signal to these people does it i i don't even know what i'm asking anymore but well it's... i think i understand what you're asking and um i think a person with i think a person with real emotional intelligence would understand that i'm not necessarily the same person um that i am on on set and I or on mm -hmm. in on in front of the camera and I'm you know I'm not just available to have sex with people just because they um you know find me attractive and but I also am a sex worker I also mm -hmm. do escort so um you know things if you think you know somebody wants to to see me there's things that can be arranged and it has been arranged before um mm -hmm. so when people approach me if they do it with um, respect and um you know a little bit of um i don't know a little bit of care in their uh, uh, in their tactic when, when they afford you the dignity that you deserve 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's. I, and it, you, you really did nail what I was trying to ask. It just, like I said, it just kind of popped into my head of you know these 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 guys. They they send out these things and they they see this pornography and they see this person and they they try to contact this person and we we all know that when blood flows south it's not all available up north and dumb shit happens but it's also uh sort of you know how do how do we see these people how do we deal with these people how do you deal with your fans and reconcile with what you do for a living with who you are as a person and what these people are asking and etc etc because even even the people that say dumb shit and this is you know with my zero experience in this but even the people that say dumb shit aren't necessarily inherently bad people they just said something stupid no, so you're it's right. like you're right yeah that's, you know that's got to be that's got to be a tricky line to walk it is um yeah it is a tenuous uh line that i i walk in that regard because i don't want to just tell somebody to fuck off and i want to be nice and i also am running a business and the older I get, the more I understand that sometimes to be successful, you have to work with people that you don't necessarily like so much. And sometimes you have to, um, you know, be diplomatic and um, strategic and know when to fight, your what, to, what battles to fight, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think I've been pretty blessed, though, in that regard. I've... I've I've only had a few people that I've really had to put in, in their place. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when I do that, you know, they send me a bunch of money and I forgive them. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's, that's the real ticket. You, you heard it here first, guys. So, you know, the, the bag. Now. Yeah. Um, but I can, I can tell just by your demeanor, by talking about it, that you, you really do walk that line well and that you have that sort of, um, customer service quality to you where you really do kind of do the best to treat people with the respect that they deserve and sort of but not 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 give in to their demands by any means but sort of play it neutral and even and have that diplomacy and you know it does make me think of what what chris said where we had that guy flip out and he was like oh you're fine fuck you you know if you don't want me on the show because you didn't respond in two minutes and uh I, I had to play the diplomacy card, which I thought I did okay. Chris might say otherwise, but I can tell you for a fact that I wouldn't shut up about it for a couple of days to Chris because I was fucking furious. Yeah, he was mad. Um, <laughs> no, I can imagine. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's disrespectful, but sometimes, you know, I a lot of these guys, I've had I have fans and clients of all stripes and all kinds, and... Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm a courtesan and sometimes I'm a therapist and sometimes I'm a mom, you know, and sometimes oh, wow. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm the, the only person that this person, um, you know, is sharing themselves with. Um, Holy shit. That's... And so I, I, I take that kind of stuff seriously and I don't, I don't judge people and I try to be really open-minded and I'm constantly trying to be more and more open-minded. Sorry about that. No, you're all right. I could get that's, rid of this thing. It happens. That's really deep. The whole, you know, you can play all those different roles, and the fact that you're even willing to step into those roles, that's I think huge. Is, 
it's it's that's incredible i mean i i hadn't even considered that 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 those people are trying to share a portion of themselves with somebody that they hope might understand and the fact that you're even willing to take the time to understand that or potentially understand that is i mean that's asking a ton of you but the fact that you step up to do it is commendable thank you well i try to take a lot of breaks because it can um it's definitely something that can wear on your psyche and not everybody's built for this you know if this was easy Mm -hmm. everybody would be doing it and um it's definitely something you have to have the 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 mind for and you have to have thick skin and you have to sometimes have a gentle touch and but a firm um grasp on your values and um your work sometimes you have to have a rough touch if the scene calls for it absolutely (laughs) and i'm doing more of that as well (laughs) <laughs> I can't oh, help myself. Oh no. I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> Chris, Chris, yeah. take us to the next topic. Um, oh, you're not gonna. Okay. Cool. Well, um, so um, I'm sorry. I'm hearing a small echo here. Uh, so, switching switching gears a bit. I really want to know, you know, how you see yourself, you know, in the overall trans community and. Uh, because this is a this is a community that is is filled with women that are advocates and activists, and they're really you know out there about who they are and fighting for you know equality and all that kind of stuff. So, you know where where do you where do you see yourself in all of that in this activist advocacy world? Um, hmm, that is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I consider myself an activist, and mm-hmm. uh, I consider myself someone who tries to lead by example and um, stand up for what's right and use whatever privilege I, I have to uh, make things better and make things easier for the people coming, um, coming, I don't want to say some sexual innuendo here, um, <laughs> coming up under me, you know, mm-hmm. and behind me, um, <laughs> no pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so yeah like i i you know at 33 um i'm almost like a trans elder in in this community unfortunately and um i don't know how that happened it just happened i don't know how i yeah. got here uh, i wasn't supposed to be here and i'm i'm constantly getting messages from younger girls and uh newer girls in the industry or in just people who are early in their transition or new to transition or want to transition. And they're telling me how much they've admired me and they've seen me grow. Cause, um, you know, I got into porn only four months after I started my transition and oh. I was a virgin actually until really like that I, until I transitioned until I started my transition. So okay. I was a virgin four months before I became a porn star and I very mm-hmm. quickly got um, popular. So my entire transition is pretty much documented through porn. And that's been, that's been a double-edged sword. And, but in the end, I think that it's given people, I mean, hopefully something to aspire to. And I've, I, you know, I've met lots of girls that are in the industry now and they tell me that they 
um, looked up to me for so long and that they admired me for so long. And um, now they're my friends, you know, now they're my colleagues. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, I mean, and you can definitely attest to this, uh, the industry, the adult film industry, at least the trans portion of it, was definitely a lot less friendly to girls that were just starting out on their transition, you know, in like 2011. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely all like, I mean, well, just the people that they were putting out there were not that, but, you know, you look at it today and there's a lot more, you know, girls early in their transition being put out in front now, which is it's definitely a difference. But um, I'm sorry, I had a, uh, that was just a question I have for you, after, just a follow-up, is what would you like to see for the people that follow you in this industry? Like, what, what kind of improvements would you like to see to the industry for future uh, stars, a lot of the ones coming up. I would like to see, I would just like to see more, um, more reinvestment into the community. And I'd like to mm-hmm. see, I'd like to see more people being held accountable when they, when they do misdeeds in this industry. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like to see the power being uh, shifted into the hands of the performer uh, more so than the company and more so than the directors. Mm. I'd like to see more trans women becoming directors. Mm. Uh, you know, my friend Lena is a, is a director now for Evil Angel and she just released, um, uh, I think her second project and she just, she just cleaned up at the, the um, Transgender Erotica Awards the last like two nights ago. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see more of that. You know, okay, for sure. Yeah, we will definitely try to make those uh, T awards next year. Yeah, I really wanted to yeah. go this year, but then you know, got delayed and all that junk. But we, uh, well, at least I know I can speak for myself. I can't say we because speaking for myself, I'm gonna make an effort to get out there. It's next really year. a good show. It's a great. It's a great community. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, w- I want to go to see the show to be certain, but I would also love to do it as outreach as well. So, yeah, I'm just sure. trying to party, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that that sounds like you. I mean, make no mistake, I'm gonna swing by the snacks table. But... Oh god, I don't think I don't think there's a snack. There's not a snacks table, but there is an op- there's a bar. I don't know if it's yeah. an open bar. But... I would show up and drink half that bar. Yeah, and, I can uh... I can believe that, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> No, it's a great time. Uh, well, yeah, Eric, you can... Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, the the awards and mm-hmm. venues and stuff like that. So we want to we ask you about what are what are some good venues out in L.A. that, that cater to uh, trans women and to the men that are attracted to them? You know, what are, what are some of the good places that um, you know of? Well, the best place used to be, uh, well, the best place is Jolene. Jolene is a, is a um, trans-inclusive strip night, and it used to be mm-hmm. held at uh, Cheetah's, and I used to dance there regularly, and then Cheetah's got bought by new owners, and they fired all the dancers, and this is a, a, a strip night of, it's a mix of cis and trans women okay. and dancers, exotic dancers, so... Um, mm-hmm. Now they do it at various different venues around LA and you kind of just got to follow 
them um, on Instagram. Um, if I could grab my phone real quick. I could tell you guys what the their Instagram is, but it's Joe. Oh, yeah, you can you you've got a second to grab your phone because I have to take up issue with the term exotic dancers. Um, I know what an exotic dancer is. I hate that term. It sounds like here what? we are in the jungle looking for exotic dancers. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> like I thought you were about to have some like. Well, they shouldn't. I thought you. Were, I thought you were about to come with some real PC stuff. I'm like, what? What no, is it now? Real, not real PC stuff. <laughs> I just hear Professor Hacker going through the fucking, fucking fucking weeds, going, and there they are, the exotic dancers. <laughs> well, what, what do you what do you think we should be called? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't have an idea for that. I uh, it just yeah. exotic sounds like something from 1915. Um, and they can call it whatever they want as long as the end result is the same. I'm good. Like, I think they should call it what it is. Sexy time dancers. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't Sorry, actually have... See, Ryder keeps throwing these questions back in my face. And I'm like, yeah. I don't like it, Chris. She's being mean to me. This isn't my show. Making, um, you, <laughs> making you think a little bit. Um, well, the, um, the, the Instagram for... Jolene is uh, Instagram.com slash other woman, but woman is uh, spelled with W O M X N. And uh, I don't know when with the pandemic they're going to start up again, but everyone should look out for that. There's also Monarchy, and that mm-hmm. is um, billed as a live trans erotic fantasy. And that's like a there's stripping and there's dancing and that's um, more of a trans event. There's some, mm-hmm. sometimes there's cis performers as yeah. well. And then there's like an erotic show that we do mm-hmm. and it's really, really a good time. You should check that, that one out. Is that uh, <clears throat> is the monarchy one location or is that traveling as well? No, that's the last two that we've done uh, or actually we only did one. And then the, the second one got canceled because of um, the pandemic Fuck you, coronavirus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last two was were done at a um a residence that's just like really nice. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's let me look So here. outside of the strip, you know, exotic dancer events. Throw all that out the window right now. <laughs> outside of all that, let's just picture myself as a young guy, because I'm not young. Picture myself as a young guy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, 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 let's just say I'm visiting L.A., I'm visiting L.A., you know, Wednesday through Sunday, whatever. And I'm looking to get out to some bars in Hollywood, North Hollywood. Like, really, what, what, what are some of the best places a young guy can go to put himself around the kind uh, around a lot of trans women? Because that's I mean, that's those kind of girls that I'm looking for, you know. So honestly, like, what, what which venues do you think would be the best? I really don't know. I know there's, I know there's, 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 um, they do a tea girls night, tea girls night at, um, tea girl nights at a venue in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I don't, I never remember these, the names of these places. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's called, it's called tea girl nights. And I've been asked to, to, to perform there before but I've, it's long beach or so far i've never gone out there really but so there are no like actual yeah there's no i'm not talking about like and, and i'm just saying for me specifically just being a guy out here on the market yeah 
I'm not, ex- you know, obviously some nights I am looking for a strip club because strip clubs are fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, and she does other nights I just fun. really want to talk to people yeah. and get to know people, make connections and make some friends and, you know, have some fun. And it's just like, okay, I just want to go out to a bar and just meet people. And not even well, where do I go outside of there really isn't any specific place to go. Interesting. You know, there's there's trans women are and you think LA would have something like that. Yeah, the it the I mean Cheetahs used to be kind of um kind of was kind of becoming a place like that, but mm-hmm. you know, we're all going to wherever we're going. You know. Mm-hmm. It's more just okay. it's more you know, it, there's not really it's it's not like we're going to specifically LGBT places really. It's it's you know. Well then, then, then let's change the question a little bit. What's a good mm-hmm. bar that you like? I used to love Cheetahs. Um, <laughs> oh, I said I Cheetahs. Cheetahs was my favorite. I don't really have a yeah. new place, and you know, it's like I, I I'm not the most um, you know I'm not like the most social person out there. I'm usually working, and when I when I get out to these places, I'm usually working. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Cool. So, Chris, you're on your own. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, when we started the show, we were definitely, we would always shout out, you know, different places we came, you know, we came across. So, obviously, one of the places that, you know, actually found our show, one of the one of the accounts that found our show, like, right in the early beginning was this place called, um, this is uh, Susie Villa. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's Playground or... Susie Villas, yep. Yeah, you know, yeah. she found us really early and then she, you know, started tagging us in posts and, and trying to help us spread our awareness of the show. We're just like, hey, guys, go check out that place over there in New York because that's a dope spot. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, maybe there was a place in there. I'm like, hey, guys, go check that spot out because that's the place to be. So that's that's why yeah. we were really asking about that because we do like to, you know, shout out lots of different places around the country that, you know, the guys should definitely check out. Well, I've heard there's a place called the North End that um okay it's pretty chill but you know it's well, just fellas, i mean try out the north end you heard it here yeah i think new york might be different because there's just so many mm-hmm. people um crammed into such a smaller um smaller area but there's not real i don't really think that there's any specific trans places like that here in la and and that's probably a hole in the market that somebody should fill hmm. yeah yeah no, L.A. price is too high. I can't start a business out there. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get arrested because I wouldn't want to pay the tax, man. I'll, I'll pay for tax. <laughs> yeah. I live in Texas. We don't fuck with that down is. here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a bartender and, and wear goggles at the same time. That's right. Oh, <laughs> um, I know it's crazy. Um, I'm out of questions. Yeah. You know what? I think I am too. But and, I do I do uh, have something I do want. Uh, I've got one more one more thing which is uh Ryder, do you have any questions uh that you want to pose us or anything else to say that we haven't touched on or anything like that? Oh gosh. Um hmm. I don't know. I wish I had known before and I would have thought of something. <laughs> well, that's that's why I didn't tell you beforehand because you're already making me look like an idiot. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I I guess. Um, when did you guys figure out that you liked? Well, I think that we ne- we never really got to talk about um, transamory 
specifically. Mm. No. And um, yeah, I think I think this has been a really this has been a fun um, podcast, actually. I mean, um, and it's super. Refreshing. You want to come back on for another episode I would down love the line, to. and we can talk all about transamory. I would love to. And then by then, you'll probably have a lot of uh, horror stories from your single life dealing with these <laughs> fucked up dudes out here. <laughs> well, mostly. I or mean, you may meet a great guy. Who knows? Well, I think also I'm, I've gotten a lot more queer in the last year. So I mm-hmm. think that I'm going to try dating women mostly. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. But I have to know trans women or cis women, or do you not Both, care? I don't care. Yeah. Okay. That's not all something right. I care about. It's all good. It's all good. I don't discriminate. That's dope. So what um, what dating apps are you, you know, trying to go through right now for that? Uh, I don't plan on using any dating apps per se. I, I, I did use, I was on Tinder once for like a day and I met a very nice man and we became. Um, it took one day. Yeah, it took one day. I don't think it's, it, I don't I think, think. I, I like the whole dating app <laughs> culture. It's not really for me. Mm-hmm. I prefer. I don't think. I just don't think I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't have the 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 game yet to like really um, put it down on somebody over the the keyboard. I prefer mm. in person. Um, don't worry, you're not the only one. A lot of. <laughs> I'm telling you, my inbox is full of hey. Hey, <laughs> hey, you How are you? Well, I'm what getting the, better. The I'm getting better, and um, I just think that. It, it those kind of apps they kind of um, breed a kind of anonymity that they provide an, an a, a sort of anonymity that breeds a lot of bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. from people and mm-hmm. they're people typically that just want to hook up. So it's like, especially when you're a trans woman, I think that hookup culture it's like they have less of an incentive to open their their mind to something slightly different Mm. and Mm -hmm. um they can be very rude and and all those things and i don't i want to push back a little just a teeny bit on hookup culture because some seven years ago i was just looking for a quick fuck and now I'm engaged to that person. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, congratulations! Yeah, you found no, sometimes it goes like that. Rule. You know, sometimes yeah. it goes like that. And I think that, however, people are, are out there making connections. People just want to to connect with someone, and I'm just not. I'm just not the type of person that wants to. You know, it's like I I get paid to hook up with people. So it, it's like if I were to hook up with someone, it's like I'm I'm kind of given away like something for free and i would hate to feel like i'm i've invested my time in some bullshit mm-hmm. that's, that's interesting i hadn't thought about it it's really sense. interesting you know it's that old school uh don't it was it why buy the cow and you can get the milk for free yeah mm-hmm. so i prefer meeting people and uh getting to know them and you know doing the whole courtship thing like that Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. So you're old fashioned. That I way. am a bit old fashioned. Cool. I can I can dig that. Well, here, let me. In case you do get on uh, get on a dating app, let me yeah. let me spruce up your let me spruce up your game just a little bit. Cause okay. I read something the other day that's so good. It's a play on the "Did it hurt when you fell from heaven?" Okay. So what you ask is you say, 
did it hurt? And when they say what, you say, when you burst through Earth's crust on your way up from hell. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I like that. I would That would get my attention if somebody said that to me. <laughs> so there you go. Well, there you yeah. go. The man's got it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, Ryder, I want to give you a chance to uh, shout out everywhere that you are on social and or otherwise for anybody to follow you. I want to uh, get as much business for you as possible. So um, you can uh, please, by all means, take as much time as you need right now to uh, shamelessly promote yourself. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm Ryder Monroe. I'm, um, I'm, my Twitter is at Ryder Monroe. That's R-Y-D-E-R uh, Monroe, like Marilyn Monroe. And then I'm on Instagram, and my at there is one Ryder Monroe. Uh, one, like the number. And then I have an OnlyFans, and that is OnlyFans.com slash Ryder Monroe. And then as well, all my links are on my Instagram and on my Twitter. So you can check out my many vids and my OnlyFans. Go join up there. That's pretty much the only place that I really talk to fans um, in depth. And mm -hmm. so if you want to get to know me, that's the best way to go about it. Cool. Dope. And um, Chris, you got anything else? Uh, no, just nothing not outside of... Uh... Everybody listening to this podcast right now, please go to your favorite podcasting platform. Give us five stars. Give us a positive review. It will help other people find the show in the future, which mm -hmm. is a good thing. That's what we want. That is. So please do us the solid five stars only. Never four stars. No four stars. No three. It's either a five or a zero. Like, either you yeah. like us or you don't. Come on. No. Don't go with the halfway bullshit. Yeah, don't be stingy with the stars. Those are yes. those are the choices. You either yes. fuck off or give us five stars. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> go, either you give us five stars or you go somewhere and read a pamphlet about giving us five stars. Yeah, seriously. We, we put out these pamphlets and nobody's taking them. I'm on the corner trying to give them the fuck God out. Damn it. Yeah. Goddamn. So um, you guys can find us on Instagram, Trans Talk for Men, Twitter, Trans Talk Men, Facebook. Facebook, Trans Talk for Men, where we are all over the place, and we will very soon uh, be coming to another platform, but we will announce that on the next show once we get approved. And it will be a dope announcement, that's yes, for sure. Yes, it will. Right. And uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, you can mm -hmm. find the show on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and or Google. But most importantly, big fucking thanks to our guest, Ryder Monroe. Oh, yeah. It has been an absolute treat talking with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and just really deal with our bullshit. <laughs> Specifically, Chris. I can't. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm the worst. Yeah. I don't know what it's, to do uh, with that. Can't get together. He's on some bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, thank you guys for having me. You've got. You, I really have enjoyed my time with you all, and I hope to do it again soon. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. So, um, once again, thanks so much to Ryder Monroe for joining us. Uh, really, that's been the show. I've run out of shit to say. So, <laughs> until next time, as always, I've been Eric. And I'm Chris. I'm Ryder Monroe. See you. And that's Ryder Monroe. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to cut her off. <laughs> Take one more time. Take one more time. I'm Ryder Monroe. There we All go. Right. All right. So, we'll see you next time. Until then, see you, everybody. Peace. See ya.